Hi. Oh my god. I always feel like my intro is super annoying because I just scream hi all the time in my most obnoxious voice. Well, it's still hotter than 3,000 degrees of Hades outside in Miami, Florida today. Pretty sure it's about 99 degrees outside. I am sitting in the comfort of my own home today. Usually I do my podcast in the car or in some weird space that I just don't even care. Ah, okay. So, today. Today we're going to talk about time and how we don't have any time or too much time. Everything's a waste of time. Um, I think what we've all learned about this COVID thing is... We all are forced to make time for our thoughts and how we're doing or how not well we're doing. And I think that this six month, eight month, whatever, how long it's been, has really been a huge lesson to us. And no matter where you feel like you're at, I feel like this is a time to learn about personal growth. Um, and I think that even though we're not really doing things that are productive or we're doing less of what feels like is less production, but, um, you know, since a lot of things were closed and reopened, I don't know how it is everywhere else, but (laughs) at least Miami is a very confused place because one, one day things are open and the next day they're closed and we have a curfew. And we go out the next day. We don't have a curfew. Nobody really knows what's up. Uh, Which is fine because Florida is the most ass-backward state in all of America. Um, But I think that what I've learned um, in this whole process is how I've really like underappreciated my friends who've really been there for me over the last like few years and um you know just because you invested some time in a relationship or friendship uh it doesn't always equate to really keeping that friendship or relationship around and I've had like two very personal experiences where I've invested a very large quality of time uh, and dedication to a couple people in my life that just one of them I have a very hard time cutting out because I feel like since I'm ironically in a relationship with this person and the other one I am not which I think maybe the biggest differential factor that I have with each of these relationships um, is the fact that I'm intimate with one of them. So it's kind of hard. I came to a conclusion to cut one of these people out of my life, which was the friendship, where I invested maybe, I don't know, six years of this friendship with this person, or eight years, or whatever, and You know, at times I feel like this person was a very good friend to me. Um, This person, when she wasn't drinking, was a really great friend to me and always had my hat back. And, you know, was very coherent 
to the friendship and focused a lot on it, but when she was drinking, it was a completely different story, and, you know, these people who drink, um, and I think it goes without saying with a lot of people who have addiction issues or alcoholism issues or things that make you altered, um, to become a different person, it, it just really starts to become a mental drain on the other person who's involved with them. And I have no issue helping somebody, you know, because it is a very hard thing to cut out, um, of your life and somebody who's personally, in reference to me, where I've had a drinking issue and I've had to really rebuild a lot of my life and cut out a lot of unhealthy things in my life, um, and redirect them into a completely different direction. Uh, it's very hard to be involved with somebody who, uh, makes that a priority in their life or finds the ways to make it a priority. And it becomes almost draining for the person involved because you don't want to see that person making these wrong decisions, especially when you're personally, uh, going through something that you're very actively trying not to do yourself. Um, and a lot of people don't understand that. Like I've had a drinking issue for years and years and years. And when I choose to, you know, not pick up a drink or maybe have two, or, you know, when you're 20 years old or 25 years old, even in your thirties, a lot of social gatherings and social things involve alcohol and, you know, when you make the personal choice to quit doing alcohol or, uh, other things or whatever, you know, it's, it's obviously alcohol's legal and a lot of other things aren't. I haven't had a personal issue with being involved in drugs. Um, alcohol was like my soul, I guess, quote unquote drug for me, (laughs) drug of choice. Um, you know, you tend to get made fun of a lot for it, or when you sit at a bar and only order a a Coke or a soda or a Sprite or, you know, ginger ale or whatever, and the bartender's looking at you like you're absolutely apeshit crazy because you don't want to drink, or they end up putting, you know, like, an alcohol in your drink, and you're just like, dude, like, what if I told you I was, like, the designated driver? Like, it's almost easier just to say, like, listen, dude, like, I'm a designated driver. Please leave me alone. Just give me a soda. Like, whatever. They're less apt to give you just a soda when you say you're the designated driver because it makes it seem like you're responsible. What, you know, when you say, oh, you know, I used to be an alcoholic, they don't care. Like, people don't care. Like, humans don't care. I mean, some bartenders, you know, do, you know care because at the end of the day if you drive drunk and like ultimately kill somebody and they find out where you're at like that you know bar could be held liable for the involvement of feeding you alcohol so that's also another thing but you know um this friendship felt like it was the majority of me helping this person and there was a very hard time in her front like in her life where she went through a very hard breakup and I was there for her and you know like when you turn around and you know and there was multiple times where like 
she's needed me and I've needed her. And for the most part, you know, she was, like I said, when she was sober and coherent, it was great. It was a really great friendship. But, you know, when it turns into a 3 a.m. drunk phone call every single day, you don't really want to engage with that person anymore. Uh, And it's unfortunate because when you are in these friendships for a longer period of time, it's very hard to cut them out because you've invested so much of yourself and so much time with a person and you look back at it and it's like, okay, like I spent 10 years with these people. Like, what do I do? You know, seven years is a long time to spend with somebody. Um, eight years is a very long time to spend with somebody. And to kind of cut that out, it's like a big part of your life. But sometimes, you know, when you realize when you're forced to sit down and really think about a lot of things in your life and relook a lot of things in your life, you tend to realize like, okay, well, I, even though I invested, you know, X amount of years in this or months into something, like, is this really starting to become worth it for me? Like, what am I getting out of it? Like, do we make a phone call every single day to each other? And it doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be every single day talking to the person and you know, texting people. Like, I have people in my life who I text every single day with, and then there are other people who, you know, I've gone months and months and months, and I hang out with them after a year, and it's like nothing has ever changed. It's like the friendship is still there, and, you know, it's, you know, I think a lot of people have friendships like that, where you could just pick up and go no matter how long you've really spent away from each other, and Like, my focus this year, since this whole COVID thing started, was, okay, like, how many of these people that I've known for even less of five years, let's say, because I've known some people, like, less than five years that have played a significant role in helping me, uh, not even financially, just in a mental health kind of way that were really just asking me how I was doing or even when I felt sick hey like what do you need you want me to bring you some Gatorade like those are the people that really need to be invested instead of investing your time and energy into somebody who blatantly like doesn't give a shit about you really shouldn't be a top priority at all in your life anymore and you know this particular person had moved out of the city and, like, went to a different city, um, within Florida, and, like, almost expected that I, like, take time off from my job, like, which I couldn't, like, I have to schedule my work time in advance, and, yeah, like, could I have just said, like, yo, something came up, like, I need to use my paid leave or whatever, like, I just didn't want to do that because I was already at a breaking point where it's like, well, you probably wouldn't have done this for me, or, Like, and this is kind of almost how I predicted the situation happening where, you know, she ended up in a relationship with somebody, you know, in the city that she moved. And it's been a little bit over a year for her now that she's been in this relationship. And, you know, the calls became less frequent. Like, I would call her and reach out and be like, hey, like, what's up? I wouldn't get a call until like a month and a half later or two months, three months And I had gone through a breakup last year and she was like almost nowhere to be found. And it like really upset me because I literally spent a week with this person in my house. 
going through it with her, helping her, like, having her in my home and, like, making sure she had food and, like, looked for places, like, took her around the city and said, hey, like, what area do you want to live in? Like, maybe we could get a place together, like, whatever. And for her to turn around and just, like, not even really make the effort to reach out to me was just very disappointing. And it just made me realize, like, through this whole thing where it's, like, the calls have been less frequent, like, like, do you really even deserve to be in my life anymore? Like, there are certain people that I just don't feel like I really need to be invested in right now. Like, I need to learn how to invest in myself and make myself better and, um, you know, it's unfortunate because I really had a hard time getting over the timing thing where it's like, okay, like, doesn't even matter about the time. Like, you're not giving, you're not even giving me the time of day. I called you three months ago and I can't even get a phone call back. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, tremendo shit show. Like, get over yourself. That's bullshit. Like, everybody's busy. Everybody's struggling. And I get that. And I understand I sound like a whiny bitch right now. But it's like, when you're friends with somebody, they're supposed to, like, help you and guide you and, you know, talk about things. Like, if you're having a shitty day, like, great, let's talk about it. If you're having a shitty late day, please come to me and talk about it. Like, we could vent together and tell me about your hurt time. Like, you know, and she lost her job, and I'm one of the fortunate people that did not lose my job, thankfully. But, you know, it's like, every time there was an issue with her asking, like, okay, well, is alcohol an issue? Like, the answer was always yes, it is an issue. And then it's like, do I really want this argument right now, or do I just not say anything? And sometimes that was the answer for me because it's like, I know this is going to be a fight and I don't want to deal with that. Um, and then I would always get the repercussions of her, you know, just like not, you know, talking to me for like a week or me saying something. It was always like very on eggshells. And then when her boyfriend came along, it's like the first thing he did was like, I don't like your drinking, which, you know, it's like, I get it because I'm kind of going through the same thing now where it's like I'm kind of in between two people right now. Ironically, both both of them live like right down the street from each other. Um, And one of them is like I've known for seven years and it's always been an on and off thing. And it's really hard for him to for me to cut him out because he's been there for so long. And, you know, there is an issue and. Um, and I just wish that it wasn't, there's a lot of issues actually, but you know, it's beyond my control and it's a little unfortunate that like, it can't just be like a clear cut thing. I feel like nothing about dating is ever going to be easy in this city. And, you know, it's just unfortunate when you love somebody and you're not exactly ready to cut them out yet. Um, And I understand that. There are things that he didn't like about my life. And there was a lot of things that I don't like about his. And, you know, it just... When you enter into your 30s, it's like, okay, like, I really need to decide that... Like, what do I want to do about a family? Like, do I want to wait until I'm 40? Not really. And I don't have that much time. Like, for me, it's already going to be hard for me to have babies. So it's like, is that something that I even want? Um... My biological clock isn't necessarily ticking right now, which thankfully, like, 
it's a great thing because right now with the way the world is I really honestly wouldn't want to bring up a child right now um and then the issue becomes okay well I kind of need to make a decision even though I'm not even really like financially ready to start having a family so you know I feel like there's always going to be like that argument where it's nobody's ever really ready to have a baby and you just kind of do the best you can and set up the best you can and kind of hope for the best like there is no manual other than what's to expect when you're expecting but also like there is no like what if your child's a fucking terrorist like what if they grow up to be like a raging asshole or a human a horrible human being like there's no guide for how to like make your kid not be an asshole and like you know, it's just, it's fucking crazy, and, you know, he's not really wanting to have kids, and he already has kids, and I am like, okay, well, I don't have any, and that's something that I don't really know if I want to choose to give up or not have, or, you know, then I'm like, I see people who don't have kids and are, like, loving life, and we're very thankful not having kids, and then you have the people who regret not having kids, so it's like, I'm very torn with that issue, too, and I'd love to say time will tell, but it's like, (laughs) realistically, how much time do I really have to make this decision? Granted, I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow, but also, it needs to kind of happen the next, like, few years. So, that's a thing. Uh, The other person that I'm, like, vaguely involved with, like, it's also very convenient for him at what point, like, disconvenience just really become annoying because it's really only convenient for him and it's kind of funny because the first day that I met him it's like this connection was just inevitable and I don't know if anybody else has really felt like this where you just vibe out with somebody and you just feel like nothing else in the world even exists like that's how I felt it was like an instant fire connection um and I just like, there was a instant chemistry, a spark, like, I wouldn't even say love at first sight, because I don't think people really love at first sight, but I think people lust at first sight, and I don't really think it was just lust, I, I really don't even, I don't even know, but there was just that spark there, and I really care for this person, and you know, that's another one where it's like, I just wish he took the time out to make the time for me and it's unfortunate because the other one at least makes the time or a little bit of time for me and it's like his situation his situation's fucked up the other one that doesn't give me enough time but who I'm also really into and is really into me won't give me enough time so it's like are you really even into me if you can't even give me more than one day a month to spend with you and I get it people have shit to do people have a life people have a a life outside of me and I get that like I have shit I need to do all the time well actually not really but um I'm used to being very busy but you know like with school like next semester starts August 24th which I'm looking forward to like I'm very good at being busy but not being busy is also a very huge problem for me because 
it gives me too much time to think. And you start thinking about all these things and what makes sense, what doesn't make sense. And I think self-worth is also a very big topic. And I think I also don't give myself a lot of self-worth and that's a problem. Like there are kind of points in my life that I could pinpoint where I've had you know, very high highs, and then just, like, really low lows, and, you know, there's no problem with me admitting this, is that I go see a therapist, at one point I thought I was bipolar, um, you know, because I, when I'm busy, I'm happy, when I'm sitting here eating shit, which is the last three days, I'm like, I don't feel productive, I feel shitty as fuck, I need to go out, like, that I'm broke as fuck, so that's also a thing where you're like, okay, well, like, even if I want to go out, I can't go out because I'm just broke as shit, um, you know, and I also cut down my hours because of school and just haven't picked up time, so it's like, I also don't really want to go into work all the time, like, stress the fuck out about COVID, so... Timing just has, like, a weird sense of just putting people in your life and saying, you know what, maybe this isn't the right time, or if it's not the right time, maybe I'll throw it back to you, or maybe you'll never see that person again because it wasn't the right time. Um, I was actually dating somebody for about two years. Like, the first year we were together, we weren't really official because he... Sunny like, couldn't commit, which I, you know, and I really hate this excuse of, I don't really know, because I think that people know if they're into you or not, and want to make it something or nothing, and I think the excuse of, I don't know, really shouldn't be a thing after high school, it really fucking shouldn't be, like, yeah, there may be confusing times, but, like, I also don't understand it when you say, like, I don't, I don't really know, yeah, that, could be a legitimate answer, but also I just don't think it is, because half the time that's not really what it is. Because it's not. Like, most people say, I don't know, because they don't want to do it, they just don't know how to tell you that. And it's annoying as shit to me that people can't just be, like, straight out. Anyway, so I dated this person for, like, two years, and this person had a lot of shit also going on with his life. I feel like that's the story of my life where I just feel like I have so many people in my life that I've dated that just have so much shit going on. Like, I'm a, I'm a shit show disaster magnet. It's like, <laughs> it's the most like frustrating shit when you're just like, can I just find somebody that doesn't like have so much shit going on or like just has, like, some normal-ass basic bitch shit to do, like, a basic bitch job. Like, I'm basic. I don't care. I admit it. Maybe I'll throw me a pumpkin spice latte. Whatever. Who cares? I pride myself on the fact that I'm not some crazy-ass bitch that, like, demands a whole bunch of shit. I'm very fucking basic. Throw me a fucking Pop-Tart and I'd be happy. Anyway, I just attract these mag- like- tremendo shit show of human beings and it's like he had so much shit going on couldn't commit for the first year then like we fell out then we like randomly just one of those things where it's like we couldn't stop thinking about each other and then we kind of fell back in and 
it was just like an on and off shit show for another year and it's like at the the time that we ended up breaking up I remember right before we did it was my birthday and we ended up going to the Keys and he couldn't stay with me the whole like three days that I was in the Keys so he came down like the first day and spent some time with me and like just made like this whole big fucking drama we ended up getting into a fight and I remember being pissed off because he was on his phone the whole time and we were at the beach and the keys and you know at the end of the day it's kind of like okay like that it's great that you like have your shit that you need to take care of but also like can you please take two seconds out of your busy phone schedule to pay attention to me for two fucking seconds or like come play in the fucking ocean with me or whatever and it just turned into like this whole big thing like this big freaking fight and I felt like he almost picked it just to be a dick and leave so then it's just like okay like we end up getting into this huge fight I like walk away and then 20 minutes later he like and what irritated me the most is that he ended up coming back to the hotel room because I like kind of stormed off and he came 25 minutes later and it's like you know I'm sitting here waiting for an explanation he's like like I feel like the worst thing that you could do in a relationship and he liked to do this a lot and he almost discredited it he always used to not even just sometimes he would always discredit my feelings always discredit them and I hate that shit because I don't like telling people my feelings. My whole life, my family would always make me feel so bad about me being kind of emotional and me kind of going off the deep end and, like, you know, being emotional. I'm sensitive. Like, I would cry all the time. Like, just because I would cry doesn't mean that I'm, like, an emotional psycho bitch. It just means that, like, yeah, I need to cry about things sometimes. Like, sometimes things are emotional and people should understand that. Like okay so then it's like I start crying and you know like and I ended up getting emotional and I was like you can't just he's like oh well you're being emotional and you know you're getting emotional over stupid shit I'm like well you know if something's an issue enough times I almost got like I ended up crying because I got angry and I just cry out of anger sometimes because I want to hit you in the face but I can't because that's not how you handle things so you get so frustrated over these things And it's like, you want to do something, but you can't. Or, you know, you, like, are just tired of the same shit happening. And it's like, well, you know, like, you're getting emotional over stupid shit. And it's like, no, I'm not. Because if it's the same issue that keeps happening and you keep dismissing my feelings, like, they're not really anything, then, then, like, what's the point of even being together? You know, like... My feelings aren't jokes. I don't feel like my feelings are jokes because they're not. If I'm telling you a joke, laugh. But don't laugh at me because I'm being emotional about something that you are pissing me off about. And, you know, it was a really hard breakup for me. Like, he was completely unhealthy for me. And he was just a shitty fucking human being. And he ended up doing some shit that I just, like, couldn't get past. And we ended up getting into, like, this huge, huge explosive fight. And names were being thrown at each other. And probably just, like, not the best way to break up with somebody. Even though I don't think that there's ever a good 
way to break up with somebody ever. Um, just don't ghost people because I think that's the lamest, most pansy excuse to fucking do to somebody. That I would never understand, especially if you spend a significant amount of time with somebody and you choose to ghost. I think that's lame as fuck. Lame as fuck, because if you cared about this person at one point or any point in your relationship, then why would you think it's okay to not even give them an explanation? Like, and it doesn't even matter about closure. I just think that if you invested time with this person and they invested time with you, at least tell them, like, what's up? Like, hey, listen, I don't want to be with you anymore. Yeah, it may be uncomfortable and breaks, breakups are uncomfortable and they suck ass. Like, I don't think it's ever going to be comfortable for somebody to be like, yo, like, I just don't want to see you anymore. It sucks for every party. But at the end of the day, like, that person has feelings and if you don't give them the proper, like, goodbye, even if it's a fight, like, that person's just going to be wondering, like, what the fuck happened to you? Like, you don't even care enough about my feelings to just be like, fuck off. Like, okay, like, well, screw you. Like, that's lame as shit. Um, whatever. So, me and homeboy broke up back in September, and ironically enough, he decided to come over to my apartment on Christmas, and it just, like, was not, like, there was just no feelings there. There was zero fucking feelings. And then February, he popped up, and it's just like... He kept trying to, like, get his way back into my life. And I'm not really quite sure, like, what the point was of him trying to do this, but I was not having it, where it was, like, I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever, you could be there, but also, like, I'm not having sex with you, like, I'm not doing these things with you, I'm not making this a thing again, because it shouldn't be a thing. When you literally have, like, the most unhealthiest relationship, that's not exactly something that you want to engage in. And I feel like if this were any sooner that it happened, I probably would have ran back to him, no problem. But also, like, when you realize that you don't have to put up with these, like, stupid little bullshit attitudes and, like, all these things, like, boy pie, like, I don't have to tolerate that. Like, obviously, if I'm crying more than I'm laughing... And crying could also be something that, like, you're crying out of laughter or whatever. Like, if I'm not doing that, then, and I'm crying because you are super dismissive, that's not something that I particularly enjoy doing. Or, like, ever really just, like, reliving because that was not a fucking pleasant ex- experience for me. And why should it be? Like, why should I have to tolerate this behavior from anybody? Like, fuck you. Like,. Anyway, so, like, my ceiling ended up collapsing or whatever at some point, and he was supposed to come hang some shelves for me because I don't have a power drill. He offered to come hang them for me, and I was like, listen, my ceiling's leaking, like, this is not a good idea, like, just save your time, save your gas, save your whatever, just don't come today because, honestly, I'm, like, not even in the mood, I'm not in a good mood, like, all of these things, and I'm like, just, like, don't even waste your time, like, I just, come back another day. He ends up coming over anyway, tries to sleep with me, and I'm, like, crying because my ceiling is, like, almost on the floor here. And it's, like, that's not the appropriate time to try to sleep with somebody. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, a place to stay. It's 9.30, 10 o'clock on a Friday. Like, 
The thing that you should be asking me instead of trying to get in my pants is like, hey, like, do you have a place to stay? Like, do you have anywhere to go? Do you have a safe space that you could go? Like, let me help you. Let me find. Maybe you could offer your fucking place because that would be nice. Not one offering. Like, at all whatsoever. And I remember that just being like, because I remember at one point I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just like go back like you know, I know him, I know how he is, like, maybe we can work on our issues, like, maybe if we talk this out and, like, kind of have a conversation about where all the things went wrong and we could start to rebuild and, you know, this could be a great thing and give it a legitimate thought, like, a legitimate try. And it's like, once he started pulling these things, I was like, because he did it more than once, and I was just like, dude, like, I just don't, And I also, like, just didn't have any desire to, like, have a sexual relationship with this person anymore. And that's how I kind of knew. It was, like, you know, this is, like, a little too late. Like, he would start doing, like, little nice things for me. And, like, I just, like, wasn't having it. And, you know, at one point we had a conversation and I was, like, you know, I just really don't appreciate the time. So, like, I was kind of a need. Like, you didn't really do much for me. Like, yeah, you were here. But, like, not that he could have done much about, like, my ceiling. But you're not really providing me with, like, emotional support. You're not really asking me if I'm okay. Like, you're just kind of like, you good? Uh, Not really. (laughs) Help me. Help me find a place to stay. Um... And it's just like, I remember confronting him. And then the thing that he came back with was, oh, you're funny. Your emotions are jokes. And I was like, no. And at that point, I immediately shut down and I fucking blocked him. I blocked him. Straight out, I blocked him. And I was like, fuck this. Like, that was the biggest fuck you in my face that I've gotten other than a basic fuck you. And, you know, if he were in, if this were like a reciprocated situation where he was going through that and I said that to him, it would have been like tremendo shit show, huge fight. And I just like was not, and like, even when we would try to have a conversation about like how I felt about certain things, he'd always be like, oh, you're attacking me. And I'm like, first of all, I'm very calm and collected. Like, I'm just telling you how I feel. That's not attacking you. I'm telling you I'm hurt about something. That's not saying, like, you're an asshole. I'm just saying I felt personally hurt by what you did. It's not attacking you. I mean, I can't really tell you how you're feeling. Maybe it did feel like he was being attacked. But at the end of the day, it's like... You're also not saying... Like, there was just a very bad communication issue with him. And, you know, it's just unfortunate like it was probably one of the worst breakups I've had and it it it, like and it stayed like and it just you know part of it was my fault for letting him come back and just like kind of spend time with me and it kind of dragged on and you know partly that was my fault but you know like part of it felt nice like when we would go for these long drives and we'd hold hands and like it felt comfortable and you know it's the sleeping around gets really tiring after a while and you know when you 
kind of hang out with an ex, it's like, well, it's not really one more for the body count. And, you know, you start to feel comfortable with people. And, you know, you're kind of in a safe haven because you're familiar with that person. And... It was one of the hardest relationships I had to let go because I honestly thought that I was, like, going to marry this person and start a family, and I, like, wanted these things with him, and the ironic part about it is I feel like I spent so much time with this person, we had such a short time being away from each other, and time kind of threw us back at each other and was like... See, I feel like you needed to kind of relive this and make sure you were really done with it. And I was. like, And I never thought I was going to be strong enough to walk away from that situation. And I honestly never thought he was going to come back either. So, that's just a little bit of my history on my issue with time. And uh, this was probably one of my longer... Uh, podcasts but I hope you enjoy I hope this is relatable I'm not really quite sure how people can email me about um, like wanting a certain topic talked about but I guess I'll have to figure that out at some point but thank you for listening to my almost 40 minute rant and I'll catch you guys in the next few days